Welcome back to the show. Well, British Columbia has plans to make Holocaust education mandatory for high school students with uh, an addition to grade 10 curriculum coming in 2025. Premier David Eby announced the measure uh, this week uh, on Monday uh, at the Jewish Community Centre of Greater Vancouver. Take a listen. Our government is committing that we will make Holocaust education mandatory in British Columbia for every student in grade 10. And I want to reassure you that your provincial government supports the Jewish community here in British Columbia. It's about the amazing housing that you're building. It's about the incredible community center that you have. And it's about supporting you in challenging times like this. And it's about making sure that the voices of Holocaust survivors are always heard and understood by British Columbians going forward. That was Premier David Eby speaking uh, earlier uh, this week. Joining me now is Ezra Shankin, CEO of the Jewish Federation of Greater Vancouver. Ezra, thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you, Jess. Uh, first and foremost, your thoughts on the announcement uh, on Monday by Premier David Eby. Uh, I was a little surprised in the sense, look, I'm glad they made the announcement. I, I always felt that probably there would have been uh, education at the grade 10 level when it comes to the Holocaust. Uh, walk me through a little bit, just in regards to the history and, and, and consulting with the provincial government and moving forward on this project. No, it's a great question, Jess. I think that uh, a lot of people were surprised to hear that it's actually not mandatory uh, right now. It's been optional. Uh, some schools have taken advantage of it. Some schools haven't taken advantage of it. Uh, we praise the schools that have taken advantage of it. Our Holocaust Education Center has been engaging high school students, about 25000 a year. Making it mandatory is a statement about the importance that it should have in the learning process of our students. And I think that it's actually a, a beautiful testament to the hard work of survivors over the years that have been pushing for this. Uh, and uh, obviously, Selena Robinson and uh, you know, has, has been a big pusher and, and the premier himself was a big believer along with us in really seeing this be cemented in there, that it's not an option anymore. It's now going to be mandatory. We really need every student learning about the Holocaust and learning the lessons of the Holocaust. Deeply important at this mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. Now, there have been many um, attacks uh, when it comes to culture and race on different different mm-hmm. communities uh, in our province, in our city. Uh, but I, And there's been certainly uh, you know, recent death threats against two Jewish women at a there was a peaceful vigil. There was vandalism at a rabbi's home in Syria. And many communities, as I said, deal with issues of racism uh, and hate. But when you look at the numbers, there is a significant amount. I'm not sure if it's the majority. It might be the majority. Certainly, a significant amount are directed at the Jewish community. Uh, when you when you focus on specific communities, they are a smaller portion of our broader population. But a good chunk of that hate is directed at the Jewish community. Yeah, I often say we're, we're at the top of some unenviable lists. We don't want to be on the top of these lists, but often we are as a religious group, sometimes as a cultural group. But there are many groups across our province and across the country, our friends in the Muslim community, our friends in the Chinese-Canadian community, other minority groups have, have uh, you know, experienced the, the kind of challenges that, that we're talking about. I think that's actually why it's so important that we start to make mandatory these types of learning within curriculum structures, because education is ultimately the only weapon that we have to help to combat that kind of hate and intolerance within our society. Uh, 
And speak to me a little bit about uh, what the Premier announced uh, on Monday. We are talking about dealing with anti-Semitism and, anti, uh, and hate. Um, and then what is happening today in Israel? Uh, how is the community itself uh, uh, dealing with this after about 20 plus days now in regards to the initial shock and then just trying to understand, comprehend and cope with all that is happening? Well, I think it was it was deeply meaningful for this uh, for this announcement to be made right now because obviously the the community has, has felt a great deal of uh, unease in this time. I think that there has been you know challenges that the community has been going through, uh, stemming from the attacks on October seventh, uh, and you know this is this is in many ways a chance for our community to come together and recommit ourselves to what it is that we know are our greatest tactics in creating a safer society, not just for us, but for so many other groups across the province. And that's, that's improving our educational system and our educational offering and really, really strengthening the, the uh, Holocaust education inside, inside our schools, following along with Ontario, who kind of led the way on this. We're the second province, uh, and I'm very proud of that, um, in the country to uh, bring this on board. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you another question in regards to mm-hmm. you're on this show uh, uh, right after the attacks in mm-hmm. in Israel, uh, and and I've been thinking about what to think and how to think, and because there's so many different elements, so many different debates and conversations, the ones that are directly related to what is happening on the ground today, and others are mm-hmm. a broader uh, a broader conversation. Some of them based on history and politics and all those things. You know, tell tell me if I'm wrong here. Walk me through this. It's just a conversation I think we should have. I think it's okay to say what Hamas did was absolutely appalling and wrong, and Israel has a right to push back, fight back for their existence. Israel has a right to exist. Hamas does not represent Palestinian people. Sometimes Israeli policies, Israeli government policies, have not been in favor, have not been favorable towards Palestinians. Sometimes they haven't been treated well by government policies. Is it fair to say everything I've just said, we, you can believe in all of that? In regards to this conversation? I, I, I... Yeah, you know, like we talked about, Jez, in our first conversation, even in the rawest of moments, um, I was very comfortable saying that I consider myself pro-Palestinian. Mm-hmm. Um, I want a, a sovereign two-state solution for the Palestinians. I want peace and security in the region. I want prosperity for them and their children and their children's children. I think that, you know, we're in a difficult part of the journey right now, and we have to recognize that, friends. We're in a difficult part of the journey, but we have to recognize that this is exactly where Hamas wants us to be. Hamas wants us to question our resolve, that if we question our resolve, they stay in power. Therefore, the Palestinians continue to live under the thumb of a genocidal terrorist regime. Their future is is in jeopardy, and and there is no prosperity, no opportunity for them. They continue to live in the terrible conditions that they've lived in all along. I believe that we have to stand strong as a community and say we can be pro-Palestinian and anti-Hamas. We can say Hamas is not good for the Palestinians. Palestinians have been dying all, all around the region. I think we need to speak up around that. And I think we need to give the opportunity to remove Hamas from the picture and see a brighter future for Palestinians moving forward. 
Ezra, uh, this is a very complex issue. I always love having you on this show, and I really appreciate um, uh, your, your comments, your thoughts, and your humanity. Thank you so much. No, absolutely my pleasure. Thank you, Jeff.